Anyway, let's start from the beginning. Right, hello, everybody. Welcome to a Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 173. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm back. And uh, we are here uh, with a new month, meaning a new set of movies. We're doing Mad Max. And we're doing Mad Max with Mel Gibson first. Not Tom Hardy, because remember, there's another Mad Max movie with Tom Hardy. But we'll get think, to that. I think we're the same, man. Well, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll get there. But we're going to do them in order. No, we're I was just Tom saying Hardy the, the title. The title are the same, pretty much. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, so... Before we get into Mad Max, guys, what the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing, I would kind of go first because I've been watching the Blacklist uh, on episode, uh, well, I'm on season eight, about halfway through, and apparently season nine is the end, so, and that's being aired right now on NBC. Um, Gaming-wise, I have, oh, actually, I lied, I played Halo 1, half of it. With my friend Steve so far, we're, we're almost done. We need one more session where we played like four hours and we're done with the game. Huh. But other than that, that's all I've been playing and and watching. Um, Andy, what about you? I played a little more y- Yakuza. Um, I watched most of Halloween on Halloween night. Uh, we, we were all talking about it at a party. And we got home, and my girlfriend and I were going to watch it, but it was like 3 in the morning, so we fell asleep, duh, like you do. Um, And then we watched The Thing, because she'd never seen it before, so I was thrilled to watch The Thing. And today I watched Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Have you guys ever seen that movie? No. No, I haven't yet. John Carpenter movie. So you're like, oh, okay, John Carpenter. All right, this is going to be pretty good. Uh, Chevy Chase. That's weird. Same Neil. That makes sense. Same Neil's the bad guy. Uh, pretty fun movie. It's pretty cool. Like it's it's one of the less Carpenter Carpenter movies, I'd say. But there's still a few like the way the shots are, and especially the, for some reason, this is gonna sound stupid. The way the color grading is on it, it just has a weird. Oh yeah, this is a this is a '90s Carpenter movie. But it's fun. It's a really fun movie, and um. I guess probably because Chevy Chase is in it. There's some there's some fun humor in it. It's not like slapsticky bullshit. It's not like Funny Farm or anything. So yeah, it's fun. It's a good movie. I liked it. And then um, at long last, the final episode of Action Button season one came out. And I've been watching that. I watched it. I, I told Zach this, but I'll reiterate for the show. He um, he promised it was going to be shorter than the last review, but it's technically longer than the last review, but only because it's got an intro and an outro, and you watch the intro, and then there's six stories, and true to Cyberpunk 2077 style, where you, know, you choose, the game's got three or four endings, it's got four different romance arcs, and it's got all these stories, and it's got... Uh, the Johnny Silverhand stuff, you choose which two of the six stories that he wrote, watch them in any order, and then go straight to the outro and watch that. So if you do it right, it's not a 10-hour review. (laughs) But if you watch the whole thing, it's 10 hours. (laughs) So I did it right the first time, and then I kind of went back, and now I'm watching everything else because I wanted to watch it. A tiny little, little tiny baby... um, thing to say if someone wants to go watch it and this might just make you want to do it more despite me and if so that's perfectly fine maybe don't choose number five maybe if you go back and watch it later you'll see why i said that but 
maybe maybe choose one of the other ones. I think six has been my favorite so far, but I haven't finished four, and I haven't even started three yet. So I don't know, but I, I really like six. Yeah, I, I've watched that, and it's been a good old rocking time. Other than that, anything else? Nah, not really. Um, I I haven't had as much free time. I'm babysitting an extra Labrador this week, and I've been reading a lot. Okay. Zach, what about you? Um, I have resumed playing Resident Evil Revelations some more. I think I'm like on chapter four now. I mm. believe that's like the halfway point of the game. Maybe. Um, but there's like little, some chapters have episodes in them. Some have like one that's long and then a couple that are short or two that are long or like three that are real short. So there's so not a lot of uniformity or not really. It's kind of hard to tell what you're going to get. <laughs> like, I kind of remember how the game's paced, but like, uh, I don't remember the exact length of some of these little episodes in the chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've watched some more spooky movies, uh, and laid this October to rest. I watched, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That was... Uh, the gay one. The what? The gay one. The gay one? The gay one. Oh, because he wants to be in him, yeah. <laughs> Not just that. Not just that. Um, it, it, This is really interesting. Like, the first time you see that movie, don't even think about this. It's fine. It's just a fun, really good, gory, interesting movie. But watch it again one day with the mindset that they ha- the whole movie has a gay undercurrent. Movie's gay as hell. So gay. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I guess there's a theory that it's kind of on purpose, maybe, but it doesn't. It doesn't like detract or even supplement the movie. It's just interesting. Like watch it sometime, and you'll catch like so many things. It's like, well, that's gay. That's kind of gay. That's pretty gay too. <laughs> yes. I caught it. I caught it anyway. The first time I was watching it, I'm just like, what the fuck? I just thought that bully dude was. That guy was like, I thought he was a bully, but he's kind of not. Yeah. It's weird. Like, he's friends with him, but this guy's kind of an asshole bully who does vaguely gay shit to him. <laughs> Just, but Weird I, movie. The kill's in it. Outstanding, though. Yeah. It, the, the last uh, 30 minutes is also fucking insane. Mm-hmm. But, uh, great movie. Great sequel. Um, then I watched Doctor Sleep, finally. Hell yeah. Okay. And uh, it was really good, mm-hmm. but it's also a very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, like, everyone expects it to have the same tone as The Shining, and it really doesn't. It doesn't give a fuck. It's its own movie. Well, I kind of have, I feel like, like, after I watched it, I'm like, this is different. And I, I had to kind of piece together, like, why that was. Um, it feels It feels it, like The Shining meets the X-Men to me. I, what I was going to say is this is like a, a supernatural thriller with horror elements in it mm. and uh i feel like it has to be that way just because it's the sequel to the shining you can't go in being the shining too yeah, you're not gonna outshining the shining you're not gonna outshine the shining mm-hmm. so dr sleep is just different and it's it's great i like i like it yeah it's a good movie. Uh, quite a bit and um and you're right about like the guy that plays a uh, halloran and like Whoever they got to be fucking Mrs. Torrance and all that shit. Wow. 
Yeah, it's like, is that her? Like, for just a second, I was like, wait a minute, how'd they do that? Yeah. The Jack, um, the Jack Nicholson part was like, uh, that I'll, was the only, I'll, like, I'll allow it, but it's like not him. <laughs> I, it, he's the only one that doesn't look right, but I still say the performance he gives makes up for it. I really like the performance that guy gives. He gave a really good performance. It's just he didn't even sound like him either. I was just yeah. like, damn. Nobody could do a Jack Nicholson impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> but um, then I watched on Halloween night. I watched Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills. Okay, and, uh, we could have this debate now. Well, hang on, before oh. before we go to the debate, I was gonna watch Rob Zombie's Halloween too, and I couldn't because there was nowhere to fucking rent it. Nobody had it for rental. Huh? It like expired or some shit. I think it was like you could rent it on uh, Amazon, but then it was just nope, you can't anymore. So maybe the rights holders didn't want people to get confused over this new Halloween Kills deal or something. No, I was able to rent it all the way up until Halloween night. They just took away my ability to rent it. They said, well, you waited too long. I guess so. But okay, now we can have the debate. Halo. Halo. Halloween 2018. So when the Master Chief kills that guy. Halloween 2018. Way better than kills, by the way. Right? Um... Not really. I mean, it, I, it's I like it a little bit better, but not. Uh, no, I don't really have a problem with Halloween Kills. I hate it. So to have it, it's like they went off of Halloween Four, but like overpowered it and shit. I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't like the whole idea about the the town, the mob mentality bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay. Hear me out though. The thing is about Halloween Four. Halloween Four is a really dumb movie. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. And it has that element of the mom mentality. And they just flirt with it in that movie, really. It's like, the the, the thing that it does, it's a little different, is finally they're like, oh shit, uh, Michael Myers is, is actually real. He's here. Let's shut Halloween down. Let's shut the town down. And then there's some fat rednecks who get mad and get in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that they kind of flirt with it, play with it a little bit. And then like the cops actually organize and kind of murder him at the end mm-hmm. uh, until the producers decide they don't want him to be murdered again. <laughs> but um, in Halloween Kills, it's like they actually explore that idea more. It's not just like a fucking one-off gimmick in the script or something just to make the movie different. Yeah, but they brought, um, they brought back like old people and shit and it's like if you were really terrified of this guy, why are you still in this town dreading over it? Well, maybe they moved on. Lori Strode was like, they moved on more than Lori Strode anyway. She had to build a goddamn compound and a fortress and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the other ones, they were clearly affected by it. Like, uh, um, um, little uh, Tommy and um, the nurse and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they they still lived their lives. And then, like, Tommy gave that speech in the bar, and then it was, then the shit went down, and he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something this time. And he, he caused the, whole, the entire town to want to do something this time. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. All right, I, I like 2018 better, but we could make this a whole podcast if we wanted to. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Did Andy, did you see it? I did not. Okay. Sorry. 
Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I get, it's it's a Halloween movie. I get it. Uh, I watched. I, I was watching something on YouTube, and then it auto played the Red Letter Media review of Halloween Kills. I kind of let it go for like twenty to thirty minutes, and they were talking about the plot a little bit. Uh, it's a Halloween movie. I, I, I just, just, I just uh, Michael's still out there. He wants to kill some people, and I guess the townspeople want him dead, and I don't blame them. So. The one thing that was really funny that came out of this was like everybody, or not everybody, but like some idiots on the internet were trying to start this this uh, outrage that Michael Myers is homophobic because he killed that gay couple that lived in his house. <laughs> he he didn't care. He killed everyone for. He all. kills everybody. Yeah, they kills everybody that goes into his house when he go when he tries to go there. And it's just like he's homophobic. I'm just like, are you guys fucking? This is <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Where does it stop? Yeah. Oh my god! But other than that, anything else you watch? Um, I watched uh, two more episodes of uh, Titans on HBO Max. Um, I'm I guess the season's over, and I'm just catching up, watching like four or five episodes that came out since I stopped. Uh, it's the show's a mixed bag. Sometimes it's like cool. Sometimes it does shit that's like what, and and uh. Sometimes it does shit that's just like hilarious. It's 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 strange. I don't know how to describe it to you other than that. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out on HBO Max. The first season's kind of rough. I, I will tell you, there's good things in it, but it's rough. You got to get through that first season. It's got to grow its beard too. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. Other than that, anything else? No. Okay. All right, time to get into some Mad Max. Was it 1979 this one came mm-hmm. out? Yeah, so 19, 1980. About 1979, 1980. Mad Max with Mel Gibson. And if you're a normie moviegoer and you, you just recognize Mel Gibson, that's probably the only person you're going to recognize Mel Gibson if you're a normie. Now, if you're a fucking uh, moviegoer and all that stuff, that's a different story. There was some people that I recognize... Uh, Especially the Fifi. He was in other movies that were decent back then. But, uh... Toe Cutter's in at least one other movie you've seen. <laughs> Mad Max. <He's>... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the one with Tom Hardy. And he's another mm-hmm. villain. Um... He just did such a good fucking job. George Miller's like, hey, you want to come back being Mad Max back again? He's like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> so... Zach, you brought the, the series up. What made you want to watch Mad Max? Was it the video game that you played? Uh, somewhat. I, I had a friend over, and we were like kind of goofing off playing random video games. And uh, I was showing him Outlander, which was going to be a Mad Max uh, game on the Genesis and Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo is the inferior version, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, like, for whatever reason, halfway through the process, like, the game was pretty much finished. They're just like, no, you don't get the rights to do this anymore. And they're just like, fuck, what do we do now? I, I call it Outlander. Fine. <laughs> but, um, playing that, and then I was, uh, something came up about Mad Max on the internet. I guess Google was listening to me or some shit, and I was reading it, and... Then there was talk of that video game, the, the newer one that came out a few years ago, and I was like, I kind of want to watch these again. Uh, especially because 
I haven't seen Road Warrior in like a really, really long time, and I don't even really remember it that well. Mm-hmm. And I, I never saw Beyond Thunderdome either. So are are either so besides Zach seeing Beyond Thunderdome, are either of you seeing any of these movies for the first time? I saw the first one. I never seen the second or third. Oh yeah. I I owned a copy of the first one. Uh, I always like. I remember liking it better than the Road Warrior. Uh, that might change now. Uh, and then I I watched. You know, I was at Fury. I think we saw Fury Road in the theater to, uh, with some friends one time. But uh, I liked it. And then my opinion changed on it later over time. I I still think it's a good movie and stuff. But there's things about it I don't like. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah I like this one a lot it's what strikes me about the first movie is just how different it is yeah <laughs> it's like more like a, <laughs> the thing on Amazon says like sci-fi drama futuristic but in reality it's kind of like it's set in this near dystopian like and when I say near dystopian it's almost dystopian this one is more like for lack of a, a more eloquent way to put it, the first Mad Max takes place before the bombs drop, but only just. <laughs> yeah, Things it's aren't like, looking good. It's like there's resource uh, crises and shit going on. Yes, crises and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, but there's still like civilization. Like things look rough. It seems like there's a lot of crime. It seems like people are crazy or they just act weird. Yeah. In this version of Australia, especially if you're in a biker gang. Mm-hmm. But there's still like bars and restaurants and houses that are like 50 miles apart from each other. I guess <laughs> society's still hanging in there. It's just it's not doing the best. You don't get to see the rest, a whole lot of the rest of the world as a whole in this movie. But the impression I get is it's probably not doing a whole lot better. Like there's that future of, of specifically LA that the 80s had. Where in the in the future, L.A. is going to be like it's all going to be gang crime and it's going to be dark and and shitty and and everything's going to be terrible. I imagine the rest of the world it has that going on, but here in this, what is basically the desert in Australia, that's this is the way that the shitty, awful future is is going down. Does it, it doesn't say what year it is, does it? No, it just says in the near future. Yeah. So, but they don't even do a year. They don't even say 1992 or something. <laughs> in, the, in the near future, when the police are still driving police interceptors from 1974. <laughs> hey, why not? Especially if it's a Ford Falcon. <laughs> the last of the great V8 interceptors. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines in this movie. They yes. show him the car and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And he totally like pops a boner. And the guy's like, last of the v- great V8 interceptors or something like that. Oh, every time I'm like, yeah. He's like, how did you get this? He's like, oh, you, you just get parts from around, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no explanation. <laughs> Can we talk about um, how, like, and I'm going to make jokes because of Top Gun. Like, every person that's named Goose is fucked in every movie. How many more geese are there? I know there's Goose in Top Gun, and then yeah. there's Goose here in Mad Max. Who also gets dead. He also gets dead. They fake you out the first time, though. They make you think, like, when his bike... His bike gets sabotaged right. by that by that fucking asshole. And I thought he was going to die there because I couldn't really remember. 
And then it was like, no, he was okay. He just got fucked up a little bit. But then they come finish the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they throw a... I don't know what the fuck that was. A wheel bearing or some shit through his goddamn windshield? I don't, it it could have just been a cinder block for all I know. I Looked like a part of some kind, but it doesn't matter. They fucking shattered the windshield. He rolled that damn truck, and then they burned him. Although that, that kid did not want to burn him, but Toe Cutter made him burn him. Mm-hmm. Um. So me knowing about Mad Max and how like bad it gets in the post-apocalyptic world, like seeing this movie again, I always get surprised. Like, oh. Things are still kind of in order a little bit because of the, the the people in the bronze and how society is still like having shops and stuff, even though it's like a ghost town. Um, but you could tell society's falling apart and shit's on like a thread pretty much. And that's what I like about this movie. Uh, I like all the car stuff besides when they make it obvious when they speed up the film. To show that the bikes are going fast or whatever. Yeah, I think it's more graceful in, than in some other movies. And I, I give it a little credit, though, because there's still some pretty badass car work. Because it's all practical. Yeah. At the beginning, they really put a car through a van. Like, that's that's for real. And it looks good. <laughs> what do you think about those effects? Like, when like when they're chasing Knight Rider. By the way, one of my favorite openings of a movie. And then it's like it just show it just shows Max and he's like got his fucking aviators on. He's like getting ready to chase him. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Here it goes. <laughs> They're all chasing him. They're getting their asses handed to him. They're like, oh Max, you got you got to intercept him and your your interceptor. <clears throat> our interceptors failed. That one guy, that one asshole crashed twice. <laughs> the other ones are like pursuit, and then he specifically interceptor. And I was like, how often are they in this exact? specific strategic situation it's, it's bizarre he, he sets up for it he likes to play chicken with cars because that's that's how he beat him mm-hmm. he played chicken with the night rider and then it was like when he did that the night rider chickened out first it's like he had a mental break and he started crying <laughs> yeah. it's like his entire gimmick was fake and he realized it he just gave up and died so do you he- like that that effect though like when he hits that um the fuck did he hit? Did he hit like a crashed tanker or something? Exploded? Yeah, there there had been like a traffic accident or something like that. But like when it zooms in, he's like, oh, oh shit! And he hits something, his like eyes bug out. They show that it was close just up. that quick shot of his face, and he's like, oh, and his eyes are like popping out because it's just like two frames, but it is perfect editing. I love that. And then they do it again at the end with Togar. At the end. <laughs> the um. We call it. Oh man, I, for, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. But the cars, the cars. Yeah, I, I, I totally forgot. I, I totally forgot what I was to say. But uh, yeah, I, this this movie is like it's slow, but it's good slow. And it did that in Mad Max Fury Road as well, where that build up to the part where they're all fighting with their vehicles and all that stuff. Um, there was a lot of Australian things that I didn't get about it, just like their humor and how they were reacting and stuff, especially like the two bonehead fucking drivers and shit. Like, dude literally totaled his car and he felt like he had to be an over the top policeman to try to catch him and still fucking dive, drive dangerous, dangerously with that car. I think that's just the only way to keep. 
laws. The, the only cops that are still willing to be cops are just like crazy about it. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Um, this isn't going to make sense to people who haven't played the specific video game. But in Death Stranding, they talk about how porters get addicted to the idea of carrying um, stuff around, of delivering, of having packages. And it, like, fucks with their brain chemistry. And then they become mules. Yeah. I was having, like, the same kind of, like... Like the the only way you can be a cop in the near apocalypse is to be just just outrageously devoted to I'm gonna nail this guy and we're gonna get this motherfucker like I'm gonna I'm gonna run him off the fucking road like we're gonna stop crying like it like it's fucked up their brain chemistry and they're just like you know they're 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 out of their mind crazy to to, to uphold the law or something like i i know they're not out of their mind crazy but if you've seen the trailer for this it describes them as uh what did it say like out of control cops or something like that and that's that's the feeling i get from it it's like the, that's all that's left the, you, you don't you're not half a cop anymore you're either all cop or fuck off i think is all that there is in the near apocalypse yeah like that that guy he's dubs talking about there that was like just crashing the car and just wanting to keep going i feel like that's just that guy's personality anyway because his partner wasn't really like that yeah and then like the other two dudes in the pursuit they seemed kind of normal they didn't seem like too out there on the edge but max is like playing chicken and he's an interceptor and shit and then like his boss like goose has personality. He yeah. doesn't seem too unhinged, but he seems like he seems just kind of like a character anyway. Well, he doesn't seem too unhinged sometimes, but he's the one like when uh, no one turns up to the the farce of a court case to go against the guy. He's trying to stop him. And he's shouting about this is his prisoner, and he's not going to let him go and stuff. So I still kind of see that going on. Yeah, I do too. But I got more of the feeling it was just like he knew that that guy was part of like what happened there at the car and. That woman was obviously raped or some shit, probably, and all yeah. that all that other stuff. He just figured he caught the guy. Um, but his boss too, Max's boss, keeps going on about is like, "There's no more heroes in the world. We got to give them heroes. You're you're my hero. Come on, Max. You can't quit." <laughs> and Max is like, "No, I want to quit because I'm getting scared. It's because the more I stay out in the road, the more I like it. I don't want to." The road's gonna so get he's me. He's talking man. with his brain chemistry. Yeah, he's all cop now, but he's got family. <laughs> and then when you take his family out of the occasion or out of the, out of the equation, sorry, what fucking happens? The road takes him. He goes all cop. He gets crazy. The road takes him, and that's all you see at the end. The fucking road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the when they. When they uh, when he quit and stuff, and they're having like, I guess a vacation, just driving across this dystopian land. Um, Somewhat vaguely dystopian land. I think that's just the outback anyway. It's always dystopian. Yeah, I think they just <laughs> actually filmed this in the real parts of the outback, and they, it just looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the the ice cream scene. Uh, one she. <laughs> fucking kicked his nuts that was fucking cool uh and i also want to bring this up toe cutter looks like raven the wrestler so much every time i see him in this movie and i'm like that similar face and raven did have his hair done like that at some point sort of yeah 
I noticed he does weird shit to his hair throughout the movie, though. It's like he, he had a weird top knot and like a helmet mm-hmm. specifically made for his hair to go through it when he has his hair like that. And he only He's only like that in like one scene. And then I, I noticed he shaved one of his eyebrows off later on in the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did he do that? He absolutely I also think he's wearing eyeshadow. <laughs> yeah. He, at times, he seems serious and, like, um, sane. Like, he's the smart one of the group. Obviously, he still is the smart one. But at times, like, you'll see him just being, like, goofy and stuff. And you're just like, oh, you're just kind of... You're, you're kind of like them, but better, I guess. The alpha. And that's why he's... Has he... Has he cut a toe in this movie i don't remember him cutting any toes why they call him the toe cutter he he already cut him that's in his past that's his backstory oh yeah i don't, I don't know. know in in, in the near and post-apocalypse <laughs> people have weird names too yeah one of them's like barf boy and then like one of them's like fucking mud mud guts yeah. or whatever the fuck it's just punk like there's that whole biker gang is just like really punk rocky crazy people or some shit they're like coming out of some barn and they're like rolling in the dirt jumping on their motorcycles <laughs> they're like hugging each other doing tangos like those two guys they're making out with mannequins these people are crazy <laughs> <laughs> they got one guy climbing on a roof like a fucking cat That's but true. We, when that one guy tried to like chain the car and then he got his arm ripped off it looked really bad for that one second it was on screen <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, was a, I was like, is that a zombie arm? That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Did they get that at a spirit Halloween? Australian spirit from 1979. Well, I want to hear your guys' opinion. Like, did it have a good pace? Were there times where you're just like, this is taking a little too long? Or was it good? I think, I think a lot of people mistake this movie as being slow, but I, I just don't think it is. Um, no. I used to think that the first, maybe even two times I saw this movie, I was like, man, it's kind of slower paced. It's not as fun as a road warrior or maybe even Thunderdome or whatever. But I, as the years have gone by, I've got an appreciation for this movie that doubles every time I watch it now. And I've only seen it, you know, five or six times maybe, but I don't think it's really that slow. I think there's always something happening. I think what's wrong is your brain has seen Fury Road or Road Warrior, and this movie has got stuff like Max hanging out with his wife, putting on a stupid Halloween mask, oh, look at me, I'm scary, or whatever, and like hanging out with Grandma and the, the big, tall, simple guy that lives with her or something. Like, there's there's moments that don't belong in the other Mad Max movies, and your brain's like, where's all the Mad Max, man? But if you just watch the movie uh, on its own, in a capsule, it's actually pretty good and well-paced, and I really don't think it's that slow. I think there's usually stuff going on it's just you're you're getting confused because you're not seeing Mad Max stuff. You need to accept it that this is his origin story. You can't have the rest of it. The rest of it isn't as interesting or cool because you see the thing happened to him that he didn't want happen to him at all. He got taken by the road and then he becomes the goddamn road warrior and he gets yeah. just embroiled and all that bullshit and never escapes it. Oh, Max Rockefansky dies in this movie and Mad Max is born. Yeah, when his family yeah. dies, Rock Tansky's gone. Man, that is that's over. 
That's why this is the only movie that is about Mad Max. The other ones are Mad Max movies, but they don't that they would have happened in obviously in another way with or without Mad Max being there. It's not his story. He's just walking into other people's stories now. Yeah. That's why that's what I love about the Mad Max series so much. Is every single one of them is like some weird bullshit's happening and Mad Max inflicts his change on that a little bit, but it's not his story. Mm-hmm. Um but this one thing one- I one thing I will say about this uh, movie is I notice sometimes, especially in like the first 25, 30 minutes or so, they they seem to cut between scenes like really fast. There's like really fast transitions. And uh, I didn't really notice that too much before, but otherwise, yeah, I think the pacing's fine. Uh, and I, I never really had any issues with it either. It's kind of a slow burn. It's really a slow burn uh revenge movie <laughs> it's a revenge kind of. movie. yeah it's 100 percent a revenge movie it's like a slow burn car revenge movie <laughs> um was the film trying to like foreshadow what happens to mad max family because in the beginning of the movie a baby almost gets fucking ran over and is that kind of like setting up what's gonna happen maybe I never really thought about that. That's possible, I guess. Schrodinger's child endangerment. <laughs> See a bunch of regular... We're not Schrodinger. Um, fuck. Uh, Chekhov's child. Chekhov's. Chekhov's child <laughs> endangerment. Jesus Christ. It, it did set that up, and there's like a bunch of regular people there, and I thought they were all going to get wasted. And none of them actually did in that opening scene. They all like escaped being injured. And maybe except for that guy in that van that just got fucking pulverized. I don't know about that. Probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> that van was destroyed. What'd you think of, uh, Mad Max, like the, the final kill, the, the one that like started this roller coaster pretty much of all the unfortunate events. It's super poetic, but it bothers me a little bit because, I mean, he doesn't say, like, oh, this is for Goose or anything like that, but it's poetic because he's doing it to the kid that was made to be done, made made to do it to Goose, but he wouldn't have known that. Still, I like it. It's still great. <laughs> that was the best kill. Yeah, pretty much. And is he like that? In the rest of the series, does he do like this chance thing that he did in this first movie, or does he get brutal pretty much because of the I world? Oh, I mean, this is personal though. It, it's it's never really personal again, except for when it's like that's my car, that kind of shit. But other than that, it's not it, it's never really that personal anymore. Yeah, like, he just... set his best friend on fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah. After this, he's, he doesn't even want to make friends. I'm thinking about in the next movie, there's like the, the weird guy in the gyrocopter. He's like trying to be friends with him, and he's just like, hey, fuck you. I, I'm i a road road guy. <laughs> um, I guess I should ask, what do you guys dislike about the movie? Is there anything? It, the whole thing is, and I realize that part of this is just the setting and the background, but the whole thing is just washed out and dull. The only caller in the whole movie is the the police uh, patrol car, or pursuit cars, and his interceptor at the beginning. They're yellow, blue, and red. And I used to hate it, but now I can't fucking wait to get Forza Horizon 5 
and I'm going to get a car that looks as close to this as possible. And everyone else is going to be, oh, it's flat black, man. It's like a Mad Max car. Not me. I'm painting it up to look like one of these, um, what was it? M- MP, something. I almost said MCP. MFP. Mm. MFP, that's it. One of these MFP cars. That's what I'm going to do. That's where it's at. But yeah, there's not a lot of like distinction of images. In this. Everyone's just wearing solid black. And everything in the background is sand colored, and that's kind of the movie. Like that's it's at least dressed up some of the interiors. Even the interiors are just like shitty hallway, shitty police office, shitty parking garage. Yeah, it's the near apocalypse. I get it, but you know, come on. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Um, I didn't really. Uh... There's not really any serious negatives I have other than like the really bad zombie arm effect that was obviously bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some of the weird cuts in the beginning, uh, and it's probably it's probably it really. No, the soundtrack. I was sometimes going the soundtrack is sounds off to me for this movie. In a, I can't a few even spots. remember it. It's like orchestral. It's weird. It's like really. It's strange. It sounds like stuff that should be like in Conan or something at times. And the Conan soundtrack rips. It rips, but I don't want to hear Conan soundtrack when I'm watching guys chase people on the outback and run them over. Well, fair <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear fucking synthesizers or something. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I guess I'd call it forgettable because, like I said, I can't remember note one of it. There's like weird jazz sometimes. Uh, and then, uh, but, but like, it, it's mostly noticeable, like during like the pursuit scenes or like some of the action or like, there was even like a really goofy, uh, tr- transition where like, it's when, uh, Jess goes to get that ice cream and it, it pans off to the side when she drives to get it and it shows toe cutters gang there. There's this really goofy sting. that's like, Bum, 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 these are the villains, and it just sounded really <laughs> fucking off. It, it was like the, one of the most stereotypical these are the villains things ever, and I'm like, are you guys for real? Oh, come on. <laughs> just in case you forgot in the movie theater. You're like, Who are those guys? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This begs for a, a, a synth soundtrack, I, I feel like. I, don't, I guess uh, George Miller didn't know anybody that had that skill. He didn't know a Australian John Carpenter or something. Well, I assume the budget of this movie had to be like next to nothing, because I know that the cars that used to shoot this are all actual surplus Victoria police cruisers and stuff. It, the budget was three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand Australian dollars. So, so like it, nothing. Yeah, it was really <laughs> less low. than five hundred thousand Australian dollars, which I'm going to assume are, are at least in the ballpark of regular. For for a movie this Regular scope, yeah, that, that, that's a really that's a really low budget. It's not like they're making Halloween on a, a what was that a fucking fifty thousand dollar budget or some bullshit. Yeah, but like yeah, they bought, they bought a bunch of cars at an auction, and they bought a bunch of secondhand biker leather and stuff. That's pretty much the movie. Some sawed off shotguns. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Police issue sawed off shotguns. <laughs> Was oh, one more thing about this movie. Uh, it has the most badass poster of all three of them. Or all four of them. That's a hill I'll die on. This poster is way more badass than all the others. Even that cool else. painted one for Beyond Thunderdome. That's a cool looking poster. But uh, I like this one because it's like him with all the like 
gear on his face, and he's holding the shotgun, and you can see the car and the motorcycle in the background. It's just cool. It's bad as hell. The uniform with like them wearing leather jackets and everything, pretty much everything, all leather. Do you think Fallout took a lot of shit from Mad Max? Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> Without a doubt, Fallout took a lot from Mad Max. Because <laughs> I was like, like oh, when I first saw, uh, like, I didn't see Mad Max first, but when I saw Road Warrior, uh, like, I had already played Fallout and shit, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is just Fallout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. It's just like such a no duh. Do you guys think Dungeons and Dragons took a lot from Lord of the Rings? Like, yeah, come on now. <laughs> I mean, there's a not. There's not a lot of, to talk about as far as plot. Uh, I I did like the the small things, like how they like obviously have a life out of this bronze police work. Uh, especially when they're like kind of off the clock and talk about that V8 engine and all that stuff. Like they're all kidding around and shit. Um, yeah. And obviously like when he's hanging out with his wife. Uh, I do like, I like those. I like those scenes because it, it kind of humanizes him. It actually makes you kind of care about his family too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're like good people. His wife's nice. You know, she goose around with him. She's not like one of those naggy wives that gets on your nerves or some shit. She's likable. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 she doesn't like obviously she's upset about like he has to go to work because he might like die and shit. <laughs> but like uh cop wife. Cop life. But she's still, you know, an awesome wife and all that stuff. And she knows how to defend herself until the end, pretty much. Where uh which by the way does Australians only own t- uh, two barrel shotguns? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody outside of America and, and probably not in Russia, yeah. Because <laughs> that's all they had, even the police guys, too, where they were just like trying to shoot out vehicles from a distance. Is all the budget allowed or something? Well, I think, I think Australia was mm-hmm. probably more of a nanny state before anybody else made it fashionable. But yeah, I mean Man. they're ahead of the curve now. Sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's it's become a Mad Max over there sooner than we think. I mean, I I assume Australia takes after um, Great Britain in a lot of ways, and great in Great Britain, uh, gunnership's illegal. So maybe mm. it's illegal in Australia. I don't know for sure. I think it is, unless like the only you know the only people that probably own real guns are those people that live in the fucking people outback. In the country. Yep, for yeah, for sure. Just you don't I'll, want you don't want kangaroos coming and choking your dog or, Tas- or Tasmanian devils that glow in the dark. Or like, how about Grandma with that fucking shotgun? Though that's right. <laughs> that was fucking. She, awesome. was, she she wasn't fucking around. No. <laughs> the singer was she a real singer? By the way, because I don't know. Like they like did like a close up shot to her face. I don't know if that was just to be like, this is who Goose is fucking. <laughs> and I looked her up, and I don't, I don't see her in any band, so I don't know. Maybe she was just somebody they knew who could sing. Maybe. And then he leaves, and then that's when he had the whole uh, <laughs> fucking up his his bike and him flying like fifty million feet in the air, then getting into a vehicle, and then getting 
owned. <laughs> it's it's kind of comical that he crashes twice, like within what Five twenty minutes. minutes or whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after like Max family's uh, is dead, like he's you could I, I tell he's lost. He just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And I hope we see that in the second movie. Where he's still with the police force, kind of, but he's like murdering people. <laughs> I hope we. Get I don't to... think the police exists anymore. At least as far out as he he's at, he's like gone far beyond civilization at that at that point. I'm pretty sure Mad Max Two is like the bombs have dropped, baby. Uh, I don't think civilization's a thing now. So they talk about they're gonna go somewhere. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, you guys have anything else to say about this movie? Uh, it's better than you remember. Go watch it again. Zach. Yes, go watch. Okay, and I, I, I recommend it. Even though the oh, pa- yeah. the pacing was kind of a little weird for me, but I understand it's an origin story about the revenge and shit, and I liked it, so I recommend. And remember, guys, we're gonna be doing Mad Max. Two was it Road Fury? Not Road Fury. Um, Road Warrior. The Road Warrior. Road Warrior. We're doing it all November. I I I was thinking about it. Like why November? Uh, Rocket Thanksgiving. Does that work? Sure. I mean, we could have done James Bond <laughs> in November, maybe, but like yeah, we did that last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So remember, everybody, Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. Watch that and then come back here, and we'll talk about it. But before we head off, we got some news that mattered to us. Andy, you said you have something, right? Yeah, just one thing. Uh, John Woo is coming out of, I think, retirement. I don't think he's directed a movie in like 10 years. John Woo's coming back and he's going to direct a movie. And specifically, it's going to have no dialogue. He's going to direct the movie and it's just going to be silent. And I'm really excited about that because John Woo kicks ass. And I'm really intrigued by the idea of an action movie that has no dialogue in it. There's not much to say about it beyond that. It's just been announced, and he's working on it. And they have um, what's the guy's name? Joel Kinnaman is in is in it or something. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I really like him. If you haven't seen Hard Boiled, you know, get your head out of your ass. Go watch Hard Boiled. The movie kicks ass. No, do it. it. Wasn't he in the Stranglehold game? An Xbox. Yeah, Stranglehold is a sequel to Hard Boiled. Oh, I learned something. I watched Face. I watched Face Off. Does that count for anything? That's that's also good. That's also John Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some quick news to talk about. Um, so Halo Infinite had a campaign overview, and a lot of battle royale players. You made a video about it, right? No. Yeah, yeah, I made a, I made a YouTube video about the campaign, campaign. But these people that I'm talking about don't give a shit about the campaign. And after they watch the trailer for the Halo campaign, their thing is this game is going to be dead in three weeks if it doesn't have a battle royale. <laughs> I'm like, no, it. You don't need a battle. I see what they're doing because obviously battle royales are money. And what does Battle Royale mostly cater to cater to people? Streamers and people that watch streams. So like your Dr. Disrespect, your Tim the Tatmans, your Shrouds, 
they i hate that the gaming companies are looking to the these content creators now i understand that they will give ad pretty much free ad revenue um by just giving them the game early and making them show it to their viewers i get that part but battle royales are very generic now and it's it's too much and we need to get away from that and games need to start building their own identity halo has their own identity even though it's like a team deathmatch and it's been done before but they revolutionize uh shooting in multiplayer they don't need a battle royale <laughs> i don't want that to happen i have a question yes this might sound really boomery of me but i haven't really played multiplayer games that much for like I don't know the last seven years or so, like outside of Overwatch, I think, mm -hmm. and some WoW. What the hell are the actual rules or the setup of a battle royal? So it depends on how many people drop in. So like, let's say it's a hundred people that drop into one big huge map, and you start off with either no weapons or maybe a pistol in some games, and you have mm -hmm. to go through each part of the map and try to get loot. There's some high tier loot, there's some mid tier, and, and then there's shit tier. Uh, and then, like, ev around every, like, maybe three, one to three minutes, a circle is closing. So your map is getting smaller. And you're if you're the last man standing, you win. That's You accidentally work. played Eliminator in Horizon 4, right? Yes. Yeah, it was just kind of, it's like that sort of so it's just a big glorified free-for-all with like item pickups that's all it is well yeah. you could you could do teams. you could have you could have duos you could have you know trios and then a squad is like four but i i will admit you know i do play some of them um but i think games need to stop making that go to because they need to stop chasing trends mm -hmm. stop it this is no, yeah. This is the next trend. This is no different from like the forced co-op trend from like fucking fifteen years ago, or the everybody trying to shoehorn in multiplayer in games around that same time frame. Either it, this like, is just the it just straight up destroys studios. They're like, oh, we need to do what everyone else is doing. Oh, our game bombed. Oh, we suck. Yeah. Well, this, this is just like the next step of that, in my opinion. Well, the problem is like. Every time, we, and I'm going to be ignorant when it comes to this because I don't know the developers' setups. But I do know, based off of reading, you know, developers' blogs and stuff, they always talk about, well, the multiplayer team is doing, you know, this mode and this mode. A battle royale mode, mm -hmm. you need your own team that's going to be constantly working on it. So that's a lot of resources that are being taken away from probably core things like a single player or. A regular multiplayer with the team deathmatch, which is smaller compared to having a huge ass map. So, I don't know. It, it hurts the game, and I'm just if 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 they want to have it later on, I'm fine with that as long as as the Halo Infinite is still catering to the core. If you cater to the core. The, of the what the gameplay's always been, but make it shinier, then I'm all for it. But just I'm not for a battle royale at all. 
And plus, again, developers and uh, stop making games based off of what streamers want. It's it's cancer. So that's my news. Zach, you have some news? I do. Um, a couple of these are real short. Uh, first one is uh, Marvel Avengers brought in uh, paid XP boosts like a, a few weeks ago, and that pissed everybody off that was still playing the game <laughs> for the most part. And like it, it even of course it even made people mad that don't even play the game because everybody fucking hates that. Uh, except for like those dozen people that are like, "What are you poor or something?" <laughs> it's like, no. I mean, most of us are fucking adults that have jobs. You idiot. <laughs> we still want to play some busted ass shit that revolves around paying to progress. Yeah. Um, but. They got so much fucking heat that apparently they they walked it back and they said like after I don't know some day this month they're they're taking all that shit out and it's going back to normal. But to top that off, I forgot to mention this when they implemented this they they nerfed uh, XP gains from just playing the game. Oh, that's fucking shitty of a game that's been out all this time too. Yeah, it's like you know they're trying to fucking squeeze the the blood out of the damn stone. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have legs like they wanted it to. When, no. when when big companies pitch these games, they say, this is going to make us this amount of money for this amount of years. And it wasn't. And they said, oh, well, what are we going to do? Our shareholders are pissed off. So they did this in a panic, and it totally backfired. I just really think, like, this is kind of going on a tangent about this game. I, I played it last year when it came out. And the single player was okay, you know. Um, it could have been better. It probably could have been better if it wasn't them trying to do this online service weird game like what they came out with. I think they should have made this game like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's the one that just came out, and I think people would have liked it a lot better. I've seen no less than two, I guess, reviewers say specifically Guardians of the Galaxy is the game that the Avengers should have been. Because I feel like not purposefully, but they accidentally like projected this expectation people had of the game. Uh, like I think a lot of people thought Avengers was going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy initially, and then when they're like, "Oh, there's multiplayer," everybody's like, "Okay," and then they started going on and on and on about all the online shit, and it was like uh, it started making people iffy and nervous about it. But we got what we got. But maybe they'll be, maybe they'll make an Avengers 2 or a, a different Avengers game that won't be like this sometime. <laughs> I don't know. Um, next one was, this is kind of in the same vein a little bit, uh, Blizzard creates World of Warcraft Community Council to gather detailed fan feedback. <laughs> and a lot of people, even before like the, the weird scandal shit that they've been dealing with for like the past couple months, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people have been really displeased by, like, the game for, like, I feel like the last year or two. And they've dro- their population has dropped off. But the game's old as shit. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be expected. It's, it's, like, 10 years old or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 15 now at this point or something. Uh, but it's like they 
kind of kept doing whatever they wanted. They weren't really, it, it seemed that way anyway. And then all these reports coming out about them fucking doing stupid shit and wasting their time instead of like, I don't know, working on a game or something like they're supposed to. <laughs> and it just like further fans those flames. And the Blizzard's like in full damage control. And this is like another move of that, in my opinion, of them trying to like repair their image some more. It's like, oh no, we're actually going to listen to the fans and do feedback and shit. I mean, even though they did that with like betas and the forums, although I don't know what happened, but I think eventually the forums just became like over-moderated bullshit. Um, and they, they kind of lost their purpose. When I was there, the forums were actually kind of fun. Um, when was that? Oh shit! That when I would when I was actively going to the forums, that was like oh seven oh eight <laughs> a while ago now. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny because it was like you guys are supposed to be doing this anyway. Now you're like making this made up showy initiative to get feedback. <laughs> Whatever. So this this cabal of people are they like? paid positions or did they like get a bunch of community people to volunteer their time i think they're getting like volunteers they were kind of vague about it it's like they didn't I, mean, just... I, I was gonna have something bad to say no matter what you said about it i guess because if it was a paid position that's pathetic and if it was people volunteering their time why because some people really really care about this game still yeah, I mean, I once once you've sunk that much of your life into something, it's hard not to care about it. But, I mean, it's 15 years old. It's going to move out of the house and go to college soon. You need to fucking quit being so attached to it. Some people are like that. I know somebody that's that still plays this game to this day and has yeah. not stopped. <laughs> and I'm like, why, man? There's so many more games out there to play. Yeah, I mean, If it makes you happy, then play whatever you want, I guess. But uh, For some people, I think it actually becomes habit. It's just like that's part of their daily routine of life. Gotta gotta brush your teeth. Gotta gotta eat lunch. Gotta go raid. And I don't I don't th I think some people don't know how to like. I'm not saying they're addicted to the game. It's just it becomes normal for them. Mm. And it's just like, I don't know. That's just what I do. <laughs> um, this other stuff I got's more interesting. It's all Resident Evil related though. Before you get into Resident Evil, I, I should have brought this up, but Andy, because I know I'm kind of getting into crypto, and Andy's into crypto. Have you heard what Ubisoft is thinking about doing? Oh, making a crypto, make, making a game on the blockchain? Remember, that was one of my E3 predictions. <laughs> it's going to be a blockchain, and they're going to do NFTs, and they're coining this term play to earn. So I wonder if you're playing video games, you, you're collecting Ubi coins or whatever. There's precedent set for that. I know how ridiculous it sounds. Like, I'm really into crypto. I've read a couple books, and I'm old watching videos, and I'm on Reddit. Uh, NFTs are still really hard for me to not totally just... This is retarded. I hate it. This is dumb. <laughs> I, I try not to be. I try to look at both sides, but mm. god damn it. Uh, but there, there's precedent set for this. There's a, a game in Korea that was like on a blockchain, and it, it's kind of they have some kind of connection with Ubisoft. So Ubisoft has experience with this. And in addition to that, there are a lot of things where you can gain 
making a cryptocurrency is ludicrously simple, but there's a lot of things you can do that will gain a cryptocurrency that kind of means something. Uh, Reddit has implemented this thing where certain subreddits have their own cryptocurrency, and some of them are kind of worth something. Uh, I use a, a, a kind of a um, clone of the Chrome browser called Brave, and you can get uh, BAT, Brave Attenuated Tokens, from it, and they're all kind of worth something. You can use them to tip people if they also have it set up and stuff like that. So th- there's there's a framework for this. And I've been saying, you know, since our E3 predictions, that I, I really think that this this was coming down the pike. Everything's turning into, like, dystopian shit now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like social credits in a way. Got to play this game so I get my social credits, but I digress on that. I, I thought it was interesting. I was like, uh, it's going to be silly that people are... Be- <laughs> You're not playing for fun anymore. It's either pay to Some win. Won't be. Yeah, it's either. No, they definitely won't. On Reddit, there's people who do nothing but uh, farm moons. They're just trying to get this, this, get this, this pedantic cryptocurrency that you can get on the the crypto subreddits, and then they transfer it into something real, and then they sell the real stuff for fiat currency or they just keep it in bitcoin or something. so what but yeah for sure there's gonna be people just grinding it i mean but there's no different than i mean look at wow that you had all these chinese gold farmers right same principle well do you think that they're gonna yeah, like that, that they're gonna like because you know how shiba is right when you hit it the right time you get rich off of it are they hoping that maybe they'll get enough players for their game that it will skyrocket their ubi coin in some way like will they try to bank off of this is this what they're doing you think yeah uh, uh, they want to make money of course they're a big business they're a company they want to make money. sounds predatory in a way a little bit sort of but so is a lot of other big gaming practices at this point Microtransactions, that's predatory. Uh-huh. <laughs> the meme will never die. Bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> All right, Zach, what about <laughs> the Resident Evil stuff? Yeah, I don't have anything to say about cryptocurrency. I'm not about it. I'm I'm left far behind on that shit and I don't care. It's not crypto bro. <laughs> I'm not. Um but this there's been these f- weird updates that have been happening to like Resident Evil three on Steam. And there's been several of them. And some people were thinking like, oh, they're just putting in ray tracing, but it, there, there's too many. And people are speculating they're going to do like a Nemesis edition or something of Resident Evil 3. Where I guess like what that means, nobody knows. But ideally, people want the, some of the stuff that was cut out of the original game, like the areas we weren't able to go to like the clock tower or the graveyard or some of that or the police like jill didn't get to go to the police station like she originally did yeah but i i just don't see capcom doing that in my opinion i do that's actually been their their whole that's strategy. all capcom does is re-release games they already released with they've, with a little extra stuff they've already done that with devil may cry 5 and it was wildly successful was there anything yeah, they, they, they do this all the time Yes, uh, they've been tooting their horn about how financially successful it was the past two days, actually. Then I changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> because they were like, Resident Evil uh, 3 was a financial success. And then, like, the next day, like, it was like, Resident Evil 3 sold 4.6 million copies. This is awesome. 
<laughs> yes, we're so good at this. We're so goddamn good on dicks so hard. <laughs> like, um, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, there, there, something's up their sleeve because there's just so there's too many of these updates. Um, and my theory is maybe uh, this new Resident Evil movie is going to come out, and they're probably going to do an announcement to coincide with that or something because that'd be striking while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. And they rec- they did recognize the fan feedback for that version uh, for three that people were disappointed about some aspects of the game. Whereas Resident Evil two was pretty much just liked overall. It had very few detractors or negative points to it. How many people did they have to get to comb um, community comments before they figured out what people thought about the game? <laughs> I don't know. But, a callback. But uh, I, <laughs> but I've been told that uh, several times that even the guys in Japan, uh, they they actually paid pretty close attention to, to feedback. Uh, and then the last bit, I guess, is just housekeeping. Um, I forgot, Dubs. Are we going to watch the Resident Evil movie and make it part of our thing? You know, our Nemesis project. Yeah, and if Andy wants to join, I mean, because it's still technically a movie. Um, I did all the other ones. I guess I should do this one too. <laughs> Resident Evil. We need that. That we need that unbiased perspective of somebody that's not invested in this franchise beyond. Oh my God, Resident Evil Four is awesome because you can suplex a guy. It's got zombies in it. It's got it. <laughs> I can't wait to see Alice back in action again. She's not in this. <laughs> but they fuck a lot of other things up. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, That's all I got. I heard that we're going to get Resident Evil Village DLC news soon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're going to give us some free DLC. Such generous, loving developers. I wonder when Reverse is going to come out. (laughs) Maybe that's the DLC they're talking about. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. They delayed it till next year. Yeah, because of the COVIDs. But, uh, other than that, any uh, other news that we want to speak of? No. I think by the time um, you guys hear this, the Atlanta Braves will win the World Series because they're up uh, 7 to nothing in the top of the ninth. So, unless they don't choke, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Good. <laughs> choke on a tomahawk. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wanted them to win, but really, I just wanted the Astros to lose. Yeah, lose <laughs> cheaters. Uh, are they the bad guys now? Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay, I don't know. So they're the heels. Them and the, and the Yankees. I, I, I guess I kind of like the Braves. I think they're my brother-in-law's team or something. I don't know. Fuck it. Braves are cool. Um, yeah, my, my team is the Orioles. Oh, they're the worst. Uh, <laughs> but Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> Even when they had him, they were still kind of the worst. Fuck. And said the '90s when they went to the World Series and then lost. Uh, he, played, he played all those games and he still sucked. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mark McGuire? What about him? What, what about LT? What about Magic Johnson? He was a great baseball player, right? That's right. Yeah, what about L- LT, that, that dude? He also played basketball? Yeah. The guy from the, what, what was that movie, Billy Madison? 
I don't know if you're making a joke. But he's, he's, I've, <laughs> I've lost track of what you're doing. Sports ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go Braves. Anyway, um, we're going to end it here, guys. Remember, Mad Max to the Road Warrior. Uh, and come back and watch that. If you want to catch more Big Trouble Podcast, make sure you type that into Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Amazon Music, say Alexa Play, Big Trouble of Podcast. Uh, then, you know, anything else that you choose. I'm seeing like weird ad, uh, weird applications. Um, we're not doing getting some color this week, maybe next week. Um, we have to next week. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we're going to no matter what because of full gear. <laughs> yeah, full gear is coming soon. For AEW, so keep an eye out on that. But until next time, everybody, have a good day, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Dale Earnhardt was a great pinch hitter. <laughs>